Wow. Oh, am I? <laughs> I guess I guess I'm doing it. Um. Wow. Welcome to episode <laughs> of Three Film Talk. Um. You know, we would give you guys a rundown normally, but um, it's real real low key podcast today. So we're just gonna follow our, you know, we're just gonna follow our our agenda and get right in here. It's the Sweet Keeks. You already. Hopefully, you guys have recognized my voice by now. And uh, who else? Oh, we got the sweet, the sweet TC. And uh, first and foremost, I just want to apologize to the thousands of people that listen to our podcast. I was like thousand decibels above Kamiko last time. <laughs> I was recording with my Power Beats that actually went through the washer, so that is probably why. Oh, is that uh, why? I don't know. They still work. They went through the washer. Uh, yeah. months ago and i was like i stuck i stuck them right away into like a bowl of rice i like to think that's why they survived but uh they still work but anyways i used those last time and then i re-listened to that pod and i was like holy crap i am so loud compared to kamiko so hopefully this is a lot more clear because i'm using my iphone <laughs> no more power beats <laughs> Dude, I, like even as we were doing it i mean it gets to the certain point where it's like you know the fans will they'll understand yeah, yeah, you guys, sure. you guys hopefully understand all thousand of you, probably more, right? Probably more. Yeah, you know. So yeah, just wanted to get that off my chest because I was like, ooh, because every time I was when I would really listen to it, I would have to turn myself down when I would come on, and then I'd have to turn you up. <laughs> I, when you too. I definitely had to too. So, so yeah, know, we, we're getting used we, to it. We're still going. We're, we're at 40 episodes in and we're still improving and we're still having a good time, but I'm excited, excited for today's pod, Kamiko. I'm ready. I'm too. We've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to go over. We've got, I mean, honestly, we're, we're never going to wing it, but there are just so many things we want to talk about. It's been a couple weeks since Game of Thrones, so all the, all the, all the babies online are cooled off and are complaining about other things, so thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. Let them let them complain about Dark Phoenix if we're gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let, let, let them take their negativity to somewhere else. Uh, speaking of which, of Game of Thrones HBO, uh, we'll just jump right into the TV with TC. I have finished uh, Chernobyl, the little miniseries, the five episode. This has been just everybody's been talking about this, I feel like. <laughs> And it is number one on IMDb right now as an outrage TV show. I was literally just going to say that. I was just going to say it's number one right now. Yeah. Which, which in, in, in defense, because I think miniseries, it's hard to base a miniseries compared to like a TV series like Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, or even The Sopranos. I agree. Because those, those are numerous seasons. And these miniseries like Band of Brothers and Chernobyl, they're just five to ten episodes. It's like a glorif- oh, yeah. it's like a glorified extended version movie. You know what I mean? Even like Planet Earth, like Planet Earth is number one. It's like okay, you're like ten episodes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like cool. We love nature, and I appreciate everything with those cameras and handiwork. But you know, that's, I, I, that's I mean, that's, I've seen that, that. I've seen that clip of the shark eating the seal. You know, about as many times as everyone else has. But it gets to the point where come on, it's it's not above Rick and Morty. Give <laughs> me some story. You know, yeah, we're the twists um, and turns. Yeah, but anyways, uh, uh, Chernobyl was great. It was fantastic. I highly recommend um, everybody to stream it. Get the HBO app uh, or the extension on Hulu. It is definitely worth your time. It's crazy to think that that actually happened. 
it's see there's so many things that i didn't know and i i just i love you 3.6 ronkin that's all i can yeah. say yeah exactly i mean <laughs> i mean the radiation and the fact that just some of the lies that the soviet union um you know used to delay the evacuation of the nearby city of chernobyl which was pripyat i think yes i don't have pripyat yeah um they delayed the evacuation it's just crazy like the first episode of chernobyl really sets the tone and um they kill they kill the hero right not a spoiler because it's within the first five minutes but they kill the hero because it's true he committed suicide the valerie lagasov yeah 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 the scientist so uh, he he does a great job. The actor portraying him, and then uh, we got Sk- Skarsgård, that is uh, Cherbina, I believe. Yes, he that's com- it. That's his name. Yeah, he comes in, and their chemistry on screen is phenomenal. And I don't really want to say too much about this because obviously there's some spoilers, but I mean it's actual, it's facts, it's his- it's history, it's actually happened. True. Which is cool about this show because it's dramatized. However, it actually happened. And there's a few things that are um, a little bit changed. Like, have you met the female scientist that comes in? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so she is not a real character. She uh, represents many other scientists, actually. Uh-huh. So she's kind of like, she's like this one character that represents all these scientists behind Chernobyl who came to help, who came to, you know, see the truth, who investigated the issue, the problem, and why it went off. And she does a great job uh, representing these many uh, scientists because they couldn't fit in uh, all these scientists. So, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'm going to give it an A+. Great, great miniseries. If you have the time, uh, we all have time for the most part. I highly recommend it. It's like a five-hour, five, six-hour watch. And it's accompanied by a podcast uh, as well by the creator of the show. And... He does a wonderful job explaining how he discovered more truth about Chernobyl and why he wanted to write about it and direct the show. Well, not direct the show. There's another director, but wanted to write and create it. And uh, it's a really interesting podcast. I mean, it's great uh, to kind of go behind the scenes. And yeah, I'm going to give it, like I said, an A+. Really watch it. And yeah, that's it. Dang. Dude, because honestly, like, Right as soon as me and Becky had, like, started season eight of Game of Thrones and started to get caught up there, I noticed that Chernobyl had started. And there was some buzz about how it was forced to be kind of like a horror, um, a horror-related show. And as I've gotten in, we're in the second episode right now, and I can kind of see where they're going to go in the horror element. So I'm excited. It's honestly, we'll probably get it done tonight. Hopefully. Please, please do. Yeah, we, we, we had canceled our HBO subscription, but now I'm like, Ooh, we got to bring it back. We got to bring we got, it back. So we brought you got to bring it back. It's so true. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it is. It really is a fantastic miniseries, and it's beat for beat accurate because I've been looking at some facts and how things actually happen. And it's just, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's cool to learn about, you know, history and something that happened as also like and it is. It has like a horror type setting because it actually happened. Like the radiation poisoning and the fact that this town of Chernobyl is still deserted today. There's not really anybody living there. Yeah, and if anyone wants to see a horrible version of the whole Chernobyl thing, go watch the movie The Chernobyl Diaries. 
um, with Jesse McCartney. It's like a found footage movie where they go into Chernobyl. Um, and no way. It's no really way. Bad. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> well, it's like a fun little horror movie to watch, and it's bad. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so that that is my TV with TC. Also, side note: I started watching Sopranos. I am on season three. Dang. And uh, it's really good. It's got a little Goodfellas, kind of Godfather tone. And it has been a fantastic watch. Already in my top five favorite TV series. So once I'm done with that, I'll give a little hot take and my grade regarding The Sopranos. Dude, so. okay, before we um, – where, where would you rate – where would you rank Chernobyl? Oh, I would, that would also be top five. Like I said earlier, that's hard to put a mini series above like Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Because it's different. Yeah. Like I love Band of Brothers as well, mm-hmm. and The Pacific. Uh, those are also two mini series. But uh, man, I, I I might have to sit down and and write out a top five, top ten of mini series plus TV series all together. So I'll, I'll I'll get back to you on that. But definitely Chernobyl is top, probably top ten. Because I love my TV shows. I know you do. And uh, for me, we haven't been watching a lot of... Uh, we watched uh, Project Runway. So that's pretty exciting. Love me some Project Runway. And... Um, oh, Attack on Titan's been great. So season oh, yeah? started a few weeks ago. And we've been... Gosh, we've been going hard with that. So we're all caught up on season three of Attack on Titan. Um, semi-spoiler alert, they're getting to the basement this week. So we are hyped for that one. And that's it. Oh. Yeah. Um, dude, you know what I've noticed? As I've been, like, the last couple weeks, me and Becky have been going to the movie theaters lately. That Joker trailer is so cool in theaters. Hmm. It gets me more and more hyped to see that movie. I am so excited to see Joker. That, that I mean, there's really two movies that I'm really excited. Well, three, including Star Wars. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. which we will see together. Okay. I'm so ex- yep. As everybody know, nobody. I don't know if anybody knows, no. but Keeks will be coming out in July. I am. So, July. Is Becky? Is Becky? Is Becky come with you? Yeah, we're all coming. We're both coming. Oh, and with the little perfect. Dog. Wingstop and what's pot seven to Hollywood? Tapping. I cannot wait. Put it. Put it down. It's the- so. Yeah, I'm excited for Joker too. That should be a fun. I'm. I'm interesting. I'm interested to see how it will pan out. I, yeah, I am too. Well, and also, I think what is it the week before it lion king comes out i don't know but like yeah um joker just looks i don't know if it'll be any good but just from the trailer i mean kind of hopefully the same thing doesn't happen with godzilla where you get these awesome trailers and i haven't seen godzilla <laughs> but i guess it stinks it yeah stinks. yeah mm. but i mean i don't know it's just something about you know you can watch the trailers on online and whenever they come out which of course i do because i love spoiling myself so i guess i hate myself too but i love love watching trailers as soon as they drop um but seeing it in in theaters is just so cool like the rise of skywalker trailer i've seen i don't know how many freaking times every time it comes on in the theater i just grab becky's hand really tight it just just get just get geared up so excited just, just get geared up. I agree. I like, I like seeing trailers in the movie theaters because, I mean, we have the expense of where we can just watch it on our phones. But now, I just go to the movie theater 
seriously like 10 to 15 minutes after the movie's actual started because I've already seen all those trailers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm just like, I'd rather just get there, you know, five minutes before the movie starts, like uh, actual movie starts. But I agree. There's It's fun when you sit in a theater and a trailer comes on. You're like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen this on YouTube yet or Twitter. Like, this is my first time watching. Yeah, this. like that. Um, There was a trailer for that new Brad Pitt movie called Ad Astra where he's like an astronaut. I had like yeah. heard that a trailer came out for it and we watched it in theaters and I was like, dang, that looks really good. Yeah, yeah. So the the theater trailer vibe, I agree with you, hundred percent. Adds a as a fun, fun little you know little 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 twist on it. Like it. Um. So what's what's your take on? I know you saw a double feature yesterday, dude. We've we've gone a little bit more to, to the theater, so we'll kind of. I mean, I'll go over the ones that I've seen recently. We saw Brightburn two weeks ago, which um, Becky loved. Because it's basically like little boy is kind of like evil Superman and just like kills people. It was it was pretty graphic. <laughs> like it, it definitely earns the rating that it got. Um, I enjoyed it too. I thought it was like for the budget that it had. I felt like they made a good movie. I give it a B minus. So it's it's sweet. You know, it's right on that edge there, but it's still sweet. Mm-hmm. Being a B minus. Um, Elizabeth Banks. Is great with Roy from The Office. <laughs> I feel like they have pretty good <laughs> chemistry. And it doesn't, like, really set it up for a sequel. I mean, there are aspects. Like, what I appreciated was it builds this world where this kid's kind of like this outcast. And there's also a little nugget that mentions that, like, this kid came to Earth on this certain day and same with, like, 12 other, like, other phenomenons occurred throughout, across the country. So it kind of leaves it open for, oh, maybe there could be a sequel. And the movie was made on like a $7 million budget. Wow. So it's already earned that back. I mean, if they wanted to do a sequel, I'd go see a sequel. Yeah. I have no problem with that. So I liked that aspect of it. Becky, what else did you think about it real quick? I just like that for once there was a movie about a bad guy that didn't try to turn the bad guy into like good or anything. It was just a bad guy. Yeah. That. Oh, that was cool. Really true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really true. Actually, I, I really I give it a lot of respect for that. Yeah, you know, it's like, come on, let's let's get a Thanos movie, just Thanos. Yes. <laughs> like, that's why he was definitely Team Thanos. That's why we liked Infinity War so much. Thanos won. Dude, I still can't get over how much I love Infinity War. Uh, I can pop that in any day and rewatch beginning to end and it's great yep yep well that's good i i you know i think that's smart that brightburn finally you know there's a good super bad superhero movie you know like bad Mm -hmm. as a villain that wins so to speak yeah like that uh um, two weeks go for it i'll I'll chime in two weeks ago i saw tolkien uh you know it was (laughs) right uh yeah it's a it's a fine movie it's a lot you know it's the biography about the life of J.R. Tolkien, how he came, you know, to be an author and write the story about, you know, Middle Earth and The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. And it talks a little, it really represents brotherhood. So while he's in school, he he has, you know, he gets, he gets three good friends and they kind of maintain their friendship throughout um, you know, World War One and all these things like that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a fine movie. I'll give it a B minus. The only thing I wish would have had was more 
of uh, Middle Earth, more of his like writing journey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that I wish there was more of that. But like the last act, especially like the last fifteen minutes, it's a fun payoff. So oh, it's, sweet! It's a good like a good Sunday movie. A good just pop down and watch it and just learn about the life of one of the greatest, if not the greatest, author of all time. Bruh. So uh, I I knew as as soon as I saw that that trailer for that movie, I knew you would like it. I knew Becky would like it. Yeah. But it's already not playing here anymore. So uh, yeah, it's our. I, I think it was kind of yeah. It's already out of theaters. That was like two weeks, three weeks ago when I watched it. So yeah, it was a, yeah. it was a fine watch, B minus. There's I would just wish it would would included more uh, Middle Earth and uh, and his journey of writing that. But I thought the actor did a fine job. He's the Beast in X Men. Yeah, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, so he was almost Batman. Oh yeah, I thought he did a fine job portraying uh, J.R. Tolkien. So. Yeah, there's my B minus grade. Love that. Love that. Um, we have, let's see, yesterday, me and Becky went in and we did a double feature. Cause gosh, I feel like we, we kept wanting to see Book Smart, but it's already like basically left here. So we decided to see X-Men Dark Phoenix. Which was first off. We got tickets for $4 through T-Mobile. So, shout out T-Mobile for basically giving us the motivation to see this movie. Because it was not not good. Not good. The acting, I thought, was pretty fine. There's one moment where Cyclops, like, threatens someone. And it just, zero credibility. Just zero believability that he would ever do anything that he says in this moment. And... I've actually had some people to respond to my grades being like, oh, I was really excited to see that. I'm like, who's been excited to see these new X-Men movies? No, no. Are there people that are actually excited to see these? No, no, sorry, no. There's, <laughs> if you are, hats off to you. Yeah, I mean, go. you can form your own little Discord of all 15 of you and talk about the movie. But, I mean, after Matthew Vaughn left, he wrote, uh, First Class and Days of Future Past, which is also the director of um, Kingsman. Yeah, which after he left, I mean, the movies have just gone downhill. Which have been horrible. Which Days of Future Past was a phenomenal X Men movie. Yeah, Days of Future Past. I mean, that's the thing about this this like saga is it's been so up and down. The first two X Men movies are really good. Uh, yeah, even the Last Stand, it's better than this one. It's better than this Dark Phoenix version. Yikes. Much, I mean, this is the this is the weakest entry. So this one, actually, I would almost even maybe say that um, Apocalypse is Apocalypse sucks. Really, too. I'm indifferent. I actually didn't mind Apocalypse. Like, really, I would I would put a I'd probably give it like a B minus C plus. Uh, <laughs> but I honestly didn't mind Apocalypse. I felt like Days of Future Past for class are clearly better. But uh, yeah, Apocalypse, I was like, mm, this is okay. So, I mean, it just goes to show that, like, they don't know what they're doing with this. I'm so glad that Fox sold their – they just sold themselves to Disney because they didn't know what they had. Yeah. They had all the – you know, Deadpool was fine. They did a good job with Logan. These other X-Men movies have just been a mess. Yeah. So, so good riddance. <laughs> Disney will reboot it in five, ten years, and we'll get great movies, and 
you know, we'll get we'll see either Richard Madden or Kit Harrington as 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 Wolverine. As Wolverine. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this has been it's been first class. It's been Days of Future Past. <laughs> it's been Apocalypse, and now this, right? Yes. Four four total movies in this four new X Men movies in the saga, Ex- mm-hmm. excluding New Mutants, which will come out in twenty twenty. <laughs> As we always, as we always talk about, I, I love. I, I can't, I'm really excited to see New Mutants, though. I think it has a lot of talented actors. I love it. I, yeah, Aria, Maisie Williams is in that, and she's like season four Aria. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I love Anya Taylor Joy, who's had five movies come out since the first oh, trailer. Oh my gosh, she's the girl in Split, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh wow, that's I forgot she's in that. And even uh, that one guy is in Stra- in Stranger Things. He's in it too. Yes. Uh, yes, exactly. Wow, that's Stranger Stra- Wow, Stranger Things season 3 that comes out next next week, ne- next month. Next month. Dang. We are in the yeah. bulk of summer. Um, Jeez, you know, yeah, that. X-Men, I think they just need to scrap it and go. I will probably see Dark Phoenix on a $5 Tuesday just to get out of my system. Yeah, because I want to see, see it. I do like X-Men. The X Men movies, like Days of Future Past and X Men Two, and the first X Men, like I'm, a, I'm a big fan of those, and of course Logan. Yes. But oh, I give Days of Future Past an A. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. I was just watching it the other night. We were at the we were at the gym and it was on, so I watched it on the treadmill. I see you um, getting cut. Love me some Peter Dinklage. Are you kidding? Oh yeah. Oh, Peter Dinklage <laughs> and, and Hugh Jackman. <laughs> what an all star cast. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. <laughs> this is. This is totally off note, but on one of the interdimensional cable episodes of Rick and Morty, um, one of the channels that they skip through is Game of Thrones. But Peter Dinklage, <laughs> but Tyrion Lannister is the tallest one. He's like normal size, and everyone else is Tyrion Lannister size, and it's so funny. I gotta, I gotta look that clip up. That's hilarious. Oh, it's great. Um, but yeah, I give Dark Phoenix a C minus. Like none, pretty, none of the co- like bitter, huh? the actions of all of the characters have no consequence. Jeez. Absolutely none. But yet they're like freaking out that Gene killed like that Gene smashes like three cop cars and they send the entire government after all of the mutants. But then in the end, like everything's undone and it doesn't matter. So it was just such a mm. Yeah, it was just so inconsequential and a horrible way to wrap up the saga. But you know, they ripped the band-aid off. They they had to have known. Yeah. They, they, there's no way they were gonna get off. So, I heard. I heard the acting was actually good in Dark Phoenix. What, what would you say about the acting? Because I, yeah, I feel Sophie like, Turner, I thought was really good. James McAvoy was fine. I like James McAvoy. I do too. My, Michael Fassbender's got to get a better agent. His movies have been horrible since he was Steve Jobs. Oh, jeez! Especially Assassin's man. Creed. Uh, Assassin's Creed might be forever my top five worst movie I've ever seen in theaters. What, a, dude? I didn't even. I can't believe you saw that. Uh, oh my god! I brought like Todd came. I think like Mark, my brother came, <laughs> Eric. I was like, I was like, let's go, let's go watch Assassin's Creed. They were all down. We walked out. We're like, wow, what a waste of time. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't. At least you didn't prepay for the tickets and show up and be like, oh, the movie's half full, <laughs> like oh, we did for Solo. Oh god. Oh yeah, that's right. That was so funny. We were, it was like us and then maybe five other people in solo. And it was like the biggest theater Jordan Commons had to offer. It was the, it was opening night yep. too. I could not believe that. Yep. Wow. That was mm. last year. That was wild. Yeah. Give us a Disney plus series, please. Yes. I would love to see a Disney plus series of that. Yes. Hot take, by the way, with this Disney plus coming out, Netflix, you guys have heard it here first. Netflix will not be around in three to five years. Wow. Yep. 
they're they're gonna they're gonna sell out or they'll partner up with somebody. In three to five years, I think Disney Plus and Hulu they're gonna run the shows with the streaming. I I I I actually I agree with that. I think Disney Plus is gonna price Netflix out of the yeah like and I, their their pricing margins and everything is just it's crazy. And I was the value that you get for Disney Plus is just unreal. Oh, they're gonna I think Disney Plus is gonna knock it out of the park. I really do. I think they've learned yeah. from Netflix from Hulu. And here's the thing with Netflix. I was actually talking to Crab uh, to Crab about this the other day at the gym. Netflix does a phenomenal job producing TV shows like these TV series, Narcos, Punisher, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, um, The Last Kingdom. I watched that recently, mm-hmm. um, but they do. I feel like their movies flop. You know what I mean? Oh, their movie. Yeah, their movies are stinkers. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen a couple, but I've just from what I've seen and heard, like you know, Roma. They did help with Roma, right? That was. True, but I mean, you had, but that's a you had one anomaly. of the best directors working in film right now make a movie for you. Yeah, so you know, it's like, of course, it's gonna be good. I feel like they should Lavar Ball stay in their lane and do the TV series. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I almost don't even. I mean, I would love for them to just try and get better movie selections from like third parties. I don't want all. I don't go to Netflix so I can watch their movies. I go to Netflix so that I can watch like The Matrix Revolutions because I've never seen it before. Or I go there because it's like, oh, you know, like, like Shrek Three is there and I haven't seen it in a while. I don't go because I'm like, oh, looking for a friend at the end of the world. A Netflix original movie is here. I want to see that. Yeah, no, yeah. no one does. <laughs> let me do that no, on my. Let me do that on my Friday night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I don't care. Um, yeah, but I. Oh gosh, what was I? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so look for, you know, look for. I was gonna say look for Dark Phoenix on Netflix, but nope, it'll be on Disney Plus because yep. yep, Disney on Fox. Yep. So Disney Disney Plus is gonna be phenomenal. I mean, user interface, the shows, the movies. I'm excited. I'm gonna subscribe. I will be. Uh, I'm a day one. I will be a monthly, you know, monthly payment there. So Treasure Planet. Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> oh please. So I actually saw another movie that I'll chime in before you get to uh, your last movie or another movie you've seen. I'm, exci- I'm excited to hear your take about this because I've been wanting to see this movie. But um, I saw Booksmart, okay? And you mentioned this just barely. Kibiko, uh, as I've already told you, I walked out. I walked out of this movie. This is the first movie I walked out of. And it just felt like it was the, gosh, what's the movie? I can't think of it right now. Michael Sarah and, and uh, Jonah Hill. What's that movie where they try oh, to get Oh, Superbad. Out- Superbad. Yeah, it felt like this generation of Superbad. But with, you know, with two girls. And it was just, it was just, as you say on this podcast, it felt like very ham-fisted. Like everything. Everything was forced, very cliche. And um, it just didn't land. It wasn't very funny for me. So anyways, I walked out after like 25 minutes. I'm like, sorry. And I went across the hall and I saw Longshot with Seth Rogen and Charlie Siren. Ooh. And that one was fun. Now, what I like about this movie compared to Booksmart is um, now Longshot does kind of like take some jabs at uh, Donald Trump. Seth Rogen's character is like clearly liberal and like clearly, you know, left wing, which I don't get into politics on this podcast to each their own. I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Yep, and this movie long shot definitely could have been very ham fisted in your face about politics and things like they totally make fun of Fox News, 
but it was in a different kind of, you know, manner. It was very light. I mean, they even have like a Republican character, not a spoiler, but he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, you freak out at me because you knew I'd be Republican. And like, it was just like, kind of had like a good underlying message. Like, you know, everyone's got different views, accept them. You know what I mean? That's kind of sure. what I got from the movie. Maybe people are indifferent. But I thought it was kind of a funny rom-com. I think uh, if this is ever on a streaming device or if it's still in theaters, uh, I'll give it a B-. minus. I thought the chemistry between Charlie Theron and Seth Rogen was funny. Um, There's some funny parts. So, yeah, I thought Longshot was a delight. It was a good substitute for Booksmart. <laughs> and I appreciated that it wasn't so ham-fisty with Longshot. Like, it was at some parts, but it could have been definitely magnified and I thought they had some restraint, um, so to speak. I get so. that. They, they used it – like, it wasn't just a gimmick that they threw into their movie. They used it well as, like, a good plot device and a good – Yeah. Um, you know, just, like, a good structuring. So, long, long Shot was a good – I enjoy a good rom-com, and Long Shot definitely was a good rom-com. I mean, it was, it was crude and pretty gross sometimes, but, you know, yeah. I knew that was – Hey, you know Seth, what? It's Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, like – one thing is, it's like he always has to make it known that he smokes weed. It's like, dude, we've known for like thirty years that you smoke weed. Yeah, it's yeah. not like taboo anymore. Like, it's like it's legal in like ten states. Yep, yep. So you know, yeah, long shot was fine. So okay, shouts out Jaren for saying that he saw it and kind of he put it on my radar a little bit. Yeah, more, so love that. So that yeah, that's my book. That is also my book smart case uh, take. Sorry. And some people might like Booksmart, some people might not, and I just felt like it was too ham-fisty, and I was like, gosh, dang, you know? So. It's all right. Yeah. Um, I went kind of going in the other direction there, is me and Becky saw Rocket Man yesterday, and my gosh, Rocket Man was fantastic. That's what I've heard. Rocket Man was so good. So so good. How did um, how does Taron uh, Egerton do? I heard he does phenomenal. Awesome. Well, the the biggest thing is you know if you're going to compare Rocket Man to any movie, you're probably naturally going to compare it to Bohemian Rhapsody. Sure. And while I felt that Rami Malek was doing an impersonation of Freddie Mercury, Taron Egerton much more does. He like embodies Elton John. He's like not trying to be Elton John. He's He's like trying, he is trying to be Elton John, but he's not trying to impersonate him. He's trying to make his own, you know, make it his own. And I think he does, I think he did fantastic. He sings everything. Yeah, that's all that's of the music cool. you're hearing is from him. Dang. And I was listening to an interview with Matthew Vaughn, who produced it, along with Elton John. This movie's been in production basically around the same time as Bohemian Rhapsody. And Matthew Vaughn said, you know, nine years ago when they were really working on it, he said, he said, I want whoever's going to be Elton to sing his music. I don't want, no one's going to go to a biopic where the actor is just lip syncing the music. <laughs> he said later, he's like, man, I, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but I definitely eat my words because Bohemian Rhapsody almost made a billion dollars. So just goes to show what I know. And it's true. <laughs> like, I mean, what, what I think is, is for me at least like i don't know a lot of elton john's music and this covers his life up to like the 90s so it doesn't get into um 
to Lion King. It doesn't really follow his life about, you know, meeting his partner who he has now and, um, and you know, the kids that he has. It stops pretty early, but it's all told from him being in rehab, giving his life story. And it's like across the universe meets a biopic. And it's, it's just, it's made so well. And the message is really, really good, too, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like in Bohemian Rhapsody, Freddie Mercury doesn't... It's almost like I don't feel like he really... He sees the consequences of his drug use and his lifestyle, but he just kind of from one, changes from one moment to another and re- redeemed and puts on the show for Live Aid and everything works out. And for Elton John, I mean, he, you see the, this humanizing moment where he realizes that the life he's living is not worth it. And he goes to rehab. He's like a normal person gets down to it. He's like, you know what? I need help. He goes and asks people for help. He changes. He gets better using the help of those around him and realizes he doesn't have to do everything alone by himself. I think that's a good message to people. There's so many people who feel like, you know, they're alone or they can't turn to anyone. And I think that this shows like, I mean, he, he was supposed to play at Madison square garden. And he checked himself into rehab instead of going to go play. Wow. Yeah, it's... That, take, that, I don't, that takes courage. Shout out. Shout out yeah. Elton John. Shout out Elton John. Big, big fan of um, the Sweet Film Talk, Elton John. SF- Thanks for listening, as always. Hashtag SFT. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we really... <laughs> we really appreciate the Elton. Um, also, I didn't know his name is Reggie Dwight. Wow. I had no idea. I didn't even know that. Yeah, he changes his name. Huh. I do like some yeah. of Ellen John's tracks, and uh, I plan on seeing Rocketman because I've heard nothing but good things about it. And yes. you know, especially from you, I feel like you and I have very similar taste. We don't disagree mm-hmm. on a lot of things, but you know, when we do, it's yeah, it's a fun banter. We I we get past it. I will say this. I will say this. Rocketman, Bohemian Rhapsody uses. Queen's music. I mean, Queen's. Everyone's heard Queen's music. I think. I don't feel like Elton John is on that same level. Yeah. So I can agree with that. But I wouldn't say Bohemian Rhapsody exploits their music, but it puts it in moments where it's like, get excited again, get happy, like get back into the movie. While as Rocket Man doesn't do that. So Rocket Man, for many people, they might feel like it's more of a boring movie, but. It doesn't use the whole gimmick of music to, like, get you excited and get you inspired and back into the movie. It relies on the performances, which, I, I mean, I feel like the second act was a little slow, but, I mean, wasn't anything horrible. I give Rocketman an A. Wow. Wow. An a for, for awesome. An A for Elton John. An a, an it's a, awesome. An A for an amazing, just sweet ride. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna have, it was I'm great. Gonna, I'm going to have to get to this movie because I've heard – I like, you know, good, good biopic are fun. Learn yeah. about somebody's life and music is a fun way to, you know, introduce it. So, totally. and, he, and he is a very, uh, he's a talented artist. Yes. So, man, that's, that's some cool stuff too, is like you kind of see his talent and develop as a young boy. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Go see Rocket Man. Oh, I will. Uh, anything, anything else? Um, no, I mean, basically, like, we're like halfway through the year, so I just kind of want to give it my top five movies that we've seen so far, just from my end, just to kind of give a nice overview of the movies that have been available. Oh, down. I'm ready. Start um, number five, Avengers Endgame. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think 
I think, well, I, you know, you'll see four other movies that I think were, were definitely better. But five is Avengers Endgame. Number four is Us. Number three, John Wick 3. Are you kidding? Um, number two is Rocket Man. Number one. They should not grow old. Still number one. I oh, saw it back in uh, February, and it's still definitely number one so far. Yep, yep. Um, I'll give my number five. I mean, my five real quick. You ready? Mm-hmm. So, number five, I'm going to go with Tolkien. Oh. Yep. I haven't okay. seen, I've only seen 11 uh, movies this year. Got it. So, okay. I think you're, what, at 15? Yep. Okay. So, Tolkien at number five. Uh, number four, I'm going to go John Wick 3. Oh. And then number three, I'm going to go Avengers Endgame. Dang. And okay. number two, hold on, hold on. Right. Let me bump, let me bump everything up. I'm going to go long shot at five, Tolkien at four, Endgame at, no, John Wick 3 at three, Endgame at two. There we go. And then They Shall Not Grow Old at one. Yeah. They Shall Not Grow Old is so good. I mean, so, it's probably available on streaming now. Everyone needs to check it out. It's yeah. so good. It really is. It really is. I was like, I was getting yeah. confused with my top five right there. But, you know, um, at my out. number six, just as an honorable mention, which, I mean, you could, you can all go watch this and still have a blast, is Dragon Ball Super. Oh, <laughs> stop. back in January. Stop. Yeah. That yeah. was my, that was my second movie I saw of the year. <laughs> It was ours too. It was like right after Glass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dragon Ball Super! What a time! It was. It was so fun to watch. Now, do you have a top five for streaming? I unfortunately don't have a top five for streaming. I've been watching a lot of TV shows. I've seen only a couple movies streaming. Yeah, no, I do. Um, my number five for me is McFarland USA, the running one. I love McFarland USA. Um, I gave that an A. Number four. Is Goodwill Hunting? Oh, number three is Mandy with our boy Nicholas Cage. Gosh, Mandy was so cool. Um, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> number two is Aliens, and number one, American Sniper. Oh, okay, I that's right. Loved I, American Sniper. I forgot you saw that this year. I thought that was last year. Nope, I saw it like the second week. Dang. Yeah, I gotta start. I gotta start my list of streaming because I'm gonna go on a Tarantino kick. Before Ooh. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'm gonna watch all the Kill Bills. Watch Pulp Fiction. I still have never seen Pulp Fiction, and then obviously Re- oh. Reservoir Dogs. And I've I've seen Inglorious oh. Bastards. I've seen Django and Chain and Glorious Bastards, but that's it. Tarantino wise. Me and Becky started watching. Um, we Maybe. started watching Pulp or Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Yeah, Becky finished it. I fell asleep. <laughs> So tired. Do no, like... it really was. Like it was like eleven, and I go to bed at like nine thirty, ten. Oh, normally, dang! So. Yeah. Great. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, we're halfway through the year. We got, we got more more movies to come out this year. I feel like this summer is picking up slowly. I mean, we haven't even talked about Aladdin. I haven't even seen Aladdin. Oh gosh! But everyone that I know has said that they really enjoy Aladdin, so I'm yeah. excited to see it. Yeah, I might, I might get. To, I really got to pump some out this week or the next week and get geared up um, for once. Once upon a time in Hollywood, though, that's that's going to be the best movie this summer. I can just, I can just feel it. Love that. But, plus, I'm you'll excited. be there. Plus, you and Becky will be there. It'll be a good, good, good theater experience. Can't wait. So, 
All right, Keeks. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add to the sweet pod? No, we're all happy. We're all doing great. I'm Love good that. here. What about you? Anything? Oh, doing great as well. And uh, just trying to catch up on the streaming and the movies at the movie theaters. And just trying to keep everything sweet, you know? Love that. Always um, love that. Yeah. So we will see you all, or uh, you'll hear from us soon. We'll plan on uh, some more reviews this summer. And what a ride it's been. Episode 40. Hopefully for four, hopefully we'll get 40 more. For 40 years. 40 years, Tim. <laughs> 40 years, TC. For, 40 years. 40 keep episodes. Forever. Always, always and forever. We'll tell our grandkids about this podcast. We will. We'll still be going. <laughs> It'll be played at our funerals. All the episodes. <laughs> On repeat. Um, all right. Well, Keeks, I'll talk to you later. And uh, sweet film talk audience, uh, stay sweet and take it easy. Love that. Sweet. Sweet.